Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Through the Eyes of Jesus podcast. My name is Isaiah Liger. Joining me today, as always, is my good friend, Walker Hal, And we are continuing the special game season here coming out during the summer. Uh, we just want to go ahead and quickly say before we jump into anything too deep that we are recording this online. We're doing this virtually from three different states. So if audio sounds a little bit weird, we're blaming it on technology and not on us. Anyway. It's hard to hear. With us here tonight. Brother uh, has been a long time preacher. Uh, do you want to go ahead and, and, and introduce yourself to the audience, Brother Jeff? Sure. Uh, Isaiah, it's good to be with you both tonight. My name is Jeff Jenkins. Uh, I uh, work with the Jenkins Institute. We are an organization that helps uh, preachers around the world and try to encourage them and try to give them resources and provide opportunities. Uh, previously preached for the Louisville Church in Louisville, Texas, a suburb of Dallas, for uh, 17 and a half years, and before that in Oklahoma, and before that in Alabama, and I've been preaching for about 48 years, and uh, now I'm spending all of my time traveling, preach somewhere different every Sunday, uh, in somewhere different uh, in the country and in other countries, and I feel very blessed to have good health and be able to travel around and, and uh, help preachers and do a lot of preaching. Uh, we're so glad to have you on again. Uh, like you said, 48 years of preaching, and now you're using that experience to help younger preachers like Walker and myself, and we're so thankful for all that you do with the Jenkins Institute, and we're so thankful that you were able to come on and talk with us here today. Uh, as always, with these special guest seasons, we're looking at difficult subjects. We're looking at uh, subjects that are maybe some sometimes controversial. This isn't necessarily one of those, but it's definitely a difficult topic, and that is the topic of forgiveness. Uh, forgiving people can be very, very difficult for us as humans to do, and of course, we'll get into that a little bit later into the episode. But as always, we want to look at these worldly problems from a godly perspective, and we want to make sure that we are approaching each topic with love and sincerity, but also making sure that we're speaking the truth. Most definitely, Isaiah. And, um, and you know, as we enter into this topic of forgiveness, I want to remind the viewers that we did an episode regarding the basics of forgiveness um, back a couple of seasons ago. So we encourage you to go check that out. Um, the Greatest Gift Ever Given was the title of that episode. So feel free to give that a listen either before you listen to this episode or after you listen to this episode. And I think you would benefit greatly from it. Um, but during that episode, we talked about why forgiveness is important and how often we should forgive and who uh, or who should we forgive. Um, and the most two important things we should forgive is not only ourselves, but also others. And sometimes forgiving um, others whenever they do us wrong can be a very difficult thing to do. And that's why uh, we had Brother Jenkins come on with us today. Um, and he is going to help us answer the question, why forgiving others can be hard um, for us. And um, how do we overcome the struggle of forgiving others whenever they've done so much wrong to us? Well, Walker, I'm, I'm glad to be with you guys, and it's great to be able to discuss this topic. Uh, I think that um, it's a very relevant topic. You know, I live in Texas, and today we've had a horrible 
uh, shooting in Texas at an elementary school and 19 elementary children have been killed and two teachers and and um, I can just imagine that the parents and family members and the school and the community are going to struggle with how to handle uh, forgiveness in a situation like this and and a lot of people have gone through difficult times in their life where where they don't know how to forgive or don't know whether they can and, and you're exactly right forgiveness is, can be very uh, difficult and it can be hard for us to do that and the question is why is it hard i think one reason there's several reasons some are kind of theologically based and some are more emotionally based uh, one reason is because people have difficulty forgiving because they don't know um, they don't understand what forgiveness is all about they don't understand how God has forgiven them. And until we understand how God has forgiven us, uh, we are going to have difficulty forgiving other people. Most definitely. Um, and, you know, you bring up a good point regarding the situation that happened today. And it, 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 I was in the middle of work and I got the notification and I about, well, we were doing training today and it hit me hard um, because kids are the thing that I have passion. Well, I love kids. And so, um, and then I can't even imagine the the struggle that the parents must be going through and different things like that. And so finding it in our heart to forgive other people um, can be hard whenever they've done so much wrong to us. But like you brought up the, the, the love that Christ showed us that he forgave us. And yet we fail him time and time again, each and every day. Isaiah, you have anything to add to that point? Well, I, I think you guys both bring up a really good point, and that is the fact that we cannot really think about forgiving other people unless we first recognize how God has forgiven us. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, when other people do something to us, whether it be, you know, as, as something as light, so to speak, as an insult or a rude comment or something to the magnitude of, the, the incident in Texas that you two were, were referring to, uh, we, we cannot think about being able to forgive those people and that kind of pain unless we remember the pain that Christ was in on the cross and the avenue of forgiveness that that pain offers to us. I think about the fact that, like you said, Isaiah, Jesus hanging on the cross, and he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And it's, it's easy for us sometimes to look at Scripture and say, well, that's Jesus. He could do that. But it's a lot more difficult for us. And, and, uh, but Jesus, during that time, had that very human side of him. He had that emotional side. I think about he looked down off the cross, and there's his mother standing there. And certainly he, he would have loved to have had that time with her. But now he's hanging on the cross. So... But even in the midst of all of that, all the cruelty that they, uh, they put on him, he was still able to say, forgive them. And if we can get to that point to where we can say, God, forgive people, even if they're cruel to us, even if they're mean to us, if they're unkind to us, if we can get to that point, uh, then, then we will be able to have a, a greater understanding of what forgiveness is all about. We'll be able to, to forgive other people easier. But it has to begin with our understanding what God has done for us through Christ. 
You know, you bring up a really good point there with with the fact that while Jesus was on the cross, he prayed to God for the forgiveness of those who were crucified because he knew that it was something that had to be done. Um, and you pointed out the fact that sometimes we look at that and we say, well, we can't live up to that standard. We can't be like Christ in that scenario because it's too difficult. We're not Christ. We're not able to be, be forgiving in a situation like that. But we see examples in the New Testament of Christians being able to do that, notably Stephen in Acts chapter 7. And Acts chapter 7 and verse uh, 60, right at the end of chapter 7, right as Stephen was about to die, he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So those were his last words on earth. He's, and he said basically the same thing that Christ said. He said, Father, forgive them. Don't give them sin. Don't charge them with the sin. And so it is possible for us to live up to that expectation, to, to meet that standard of forgiveness. It's difficult, absolutely, but it is possible. I think another reason, uh, Isaiah and Walker, that it's hard for us to forgive is because oftentimes we are shaped by our culture. And the culture we live in says that people ought to have to pay for their crimes, ought to have to pay for what they've done wrong. And, and certainly we'll pay for sin if we're not forgiven for that. But we get into that mindset. And if somebody does something to us, it may not be a big thing. It may be a small thing. We think we have to retaliate or we have to, um, we have to make them pay. And because of that, that makes it a little bit more difficult for us to forgive sometimes. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I think whenever we talk about this idea of forgiving others, you know, oftentimes it can be hard to forgive others whenever they, we, we often think that they have to ask for forgiveness in order to be forgiven. And that's been a theme that's been, at least that I've seen trending most recently is that others have to ask for forgiveness to be forgiven, but that's not the message that Jesus taught, at least from what I, I've studied the message that's taught is that we have to forgive regardless whether they ask or not. And so sometimes it can be harder to forgive someone if they don't ask for that forgiveness. So how can we go from a mindset of forgiving others uh, because they ask to a mindset of forgiving others because we should? You know, Walker, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said that uh, if you don't forgive men their sins against you or their trespasses, neither will your Father in heaven forgive uh, your trespasses. And so the bottom line there is that if we want to receive forgiveness from God, we have to forgive other people. And somebody says, well, but don't they have to repent? Don't they have to to express sorrow before we forgive them? Well, the text doesn't say that. And even even if even if that's the best thing to do, or even if we think that's the thing to do, it's not the best thing. Because if you don't forgive somebody, whether they ask you or not for forgiveness, that's going to eat at you. Uh, if, if somebody doesn't ask you for forgiveness, if they're that kind of person, it's not going to bother them. They're not going to have guilt that weighs on them if they refuse to ask for forgiveness. But if you don't forgive them, whether they ask or not, you're going to have to deal with that in your own heart. Why did I not forgive? And that's going to weigh on you. And so if we want to be like the Lord, then we're, we would be willing to forgive people whether they ask for forgiveness or not. I, I think something that, and this may just be a, dif a difference in interpretation, 
I do agree with you that we can forgive other people without them necessarily wanting to be forgiven. But I also think that, you know, maybe complete forgiveness cannot really be achieved unless both people want it. So the, the way that I've looked at it recently is that we as Christians need to be willing to at least offer forgiveness, right? Not everyone wants to be forgiven. Like you were talking about, Brother Jenkins, not everyone wants to be forgiven. Uh, some people, it won't bother them what they've done to you and how it's affected you. But, you know, we still need to be willing to offer forgiveness. Uh, and the, the reason that, that I say that is because, uh, you know, of course, we see that, as we talked about earlier, that God offers us forgiveness and that our forgiveness, that the idea of forgiveness that we know, it comes from God. And God wants all men everywhere to be saved. He says that in First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4. And yet we also see that not everyone will be saved, even though God desires everyone to be forgiven of their sins. Well, why is that? It's because not everyone is repentant. Not everyone desires to be forgiven. And so forgiveness cannot be achieved without that that willingness of both parties uh if i'm if i'm making sense here sure sure isaiah and and uh what you said is exactly right uh the the truth is that there's no human being who can give complete forgiveness anyway uh, i can't give complete forgiveness uh, no one can on earth only god can give complete forgiveness but what my point is that if somebody has wronged me, whether they ask me or not, I've got to figure out how to let that go. Because if I don't, it will cause bitterness in my heart toward people. And bitterness is a sin. Um, anger is a sin if I don't handle it correctly. And so I've got to figure out how to let that go. I can't give complete forgiveness. Only God can do that. And he will only do that when people repent of their uh, wrongs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I really like the point that you made that you said we as humans cannot really offer complete forgiveness. You know, we, we always use the saying forgive and forget, but we don't really forget, do we? You know, if someone's wronged us in the past, it's we're, we're more likely to be hesitant around them in the future. But we don't see that with God. We don't no, we see. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. We, we, we should try to forget, but we don't have the capacity because we're not God. You think about you think about the, the imagery in Scripture that talks about God's forgiveness. Passages like uh, he separates our sins as far as the east is from the west. And scriptures like uh, he cast our sins behind his back. And scriptures like uh, he cast our sins into the depths of the sea. And then there's one that says he covered our sins like they're white as snow. Those are things that God can do that we don't have the capacity to do because we're not divine. Our human frailties won't allow us to do that. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's difficult, ain't it? That's uh, it's not something that we're good at. You know, The idea of being able to let let someone get or excuse me let's let someone hurt you without getting revenge or you know getting even because that's human nature that's what the culture around us is has taught us to do you mentioned this earlier you know we we live in a, a culture in america today where you know the saying is you do the crime you do the time 
right? There's a punishment for your actions if it is a negative action. Correct, yes. Yeah, most definitely. And what great thoughts um, that I've heard. And I, I love the discussion between y'all two. That's why I've been sitting back and being quiet because it, it's just uh, it, y'all bring up some really great points. And I think whenever we talk about this idea of um, for, forgiving uh, not only others, I think one of the hardest things for myself and not only just forgiving and forgetting, but it's just forgiving myself in general. Whenever I know that I've either done something wrong or that uh or whatever the case may be me having to forgive myself is really hard for me and so how do we uh isaiah before i guess i'll let you address your point and then i'll ask i, I, I was just gonna say uh be, before we move on to that point mm-hmm. oops sorry walker no you're good. I, I just wanted to, to say something real quick uh before we move on to that point uh something that lance Mosier had taught me uh lance Mosier, of course being one of the professors who was at freed this year, unfortunately, he has, uh, unfortunately for us, the students, he's taken another position. Uh, so, of course, we're going to miss him. But, uh, you know, while, while he was still a professor, one of the things that he taught me on the subject was that when we are looking at whether or not we can be able to forgive someone, a lot of the times it is, you know, what they have done is something that only matters here on Earth, right? It's a lot of the times people don't actually sin when they do something against us or when they do something that hurts us. And so we need to keep that in mind as we're going about day-to-day life and we're having these conflicts with people or we're having disagreements with people is that, yes, this person may have done something that hurt me, but it may not have hurt their relationship with God. And so we need to keep that in mind that not all hurt is because of sin. Most definitely. Um, and uh, that's another great point as well. Um, and transitioning into forgiving, forgiving ourselves. How do we, I, Brother Jenkins, how do we, how, how can we better forgive ourselves? Because oftentimes I think the hardest critics um, is ourselves in general. And so how do we uh, go about forgiving whenever we've done others wrong? Um and because we can hold ourselves to such a high standard, but fail to forgive ourselves. So how do we go about doing that? I think you're right, Walker. We, we hold ourselves to a high standard and typically, you know, we're harder on ourselves than we are other people. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a human nature kind of thing, but it will help us if we can come to grips with the fact that God has forgiven us. And if God can forgive us, uh, but we're not willing to forgive ourselves in, in one way, in my mind, that shows it doesn't show any, uh, uh, anything about the power of God, but it shows about our lack of trust in God. If, if, if we really believe God can forgive us, if we say we believe God can forgive us, but we're not willing to forgive ourselves, do, does, doesn't that show that we don't trust God as much as we should? Uh, because if we if we truly believe that God has forgiven us, we will be able to forgive ourselves. Yeah, you you guys bring up a lot of great points. Uh, you know, obviously the the intent of being a Christian is to be like God, is to be like Christ, right? That's what the word Christian means: is to be Christ-like. And so we we look at that standard of perfection that Jesus set for us, 
And, you know, we're able to look at ourselves and see every little thing that we do that isn't right, that isn't perfect. And because of that, we, we beat ourselves up about it. You know, we, we drag ourselves down into the thought of, I'm a terrible Christian because I did this thing. I'm a terrible Christian because I continue to, to struggle with this sin. And it's, that's a difficult battle because we are called to be perfect. We are called to be like Christ. But at the same point in time, we're not going to be able to do that. Romans 3 and verse 23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 8 says that whoever says he does not have sin is a liar, and the truth is not in him. We, as people, as humans, live in a world where we are tempted every day, every hour of every day, to do what is wrong in God's eyes. And most of the time, we'll fall short. And that's why I'm personally thankful that we're not going to be the judge of where we end up for eternity. Because we don't have that wisdom, we don't have that discernment, we don't have the mercy or the power and the justice of God. We don't even have, you know, a hundredth of it. We are tiny, finite beings compared to an almighty, all-powerful, infinite God. And that's who's going to be the judge for eternity. And like we mentioned, God wants to forgive us of our sins. God has the ability to forgive us of our sins. Yes, and Isaiah, because God is a powerful and all-powerful and infinite God, he can forgive us. And what we've got to do is is create an understanding that he has forgiven us. And if he can forgive us, then we ought to be able to forgive ourselves. And if we don't believe that we can forgive ourselves, it makes me wonder whether or not we trust that infinite, all-powerful God the way we should. You both bring up uh, really great points once again. And I think to summarize both of your uh, both both of the points that y'all made together, it, it comes down to this key factor that we can't let our mistakes define us. Because as uh, as Isaiah pointed out, yes, we're going to mess up, so we we got to start striving to be that perfect creature. We're not we're never going to be perfect, and uh, and that may not be something that you want to hear, but um, but it's true. Scripture tells us that we're not going to be perfect. We have to admit the fact that we're going to mess up. We're going to we're we're going to do others wrong in life but we can't let what we do in our life define us and so we have to move past those things and keep on pushing on and uh looking towards our end goal which is hopefully our end goal is heaven and if we strive for heaven and we strive and we focus on what uh scripture has to say regarding these things and we put our full trust and faith in god like brother uh jenkins brought out then we uh then we can see a whole different realm of things i think i think it, i think our to, i think our perspective can totally change about these things any final points before we move on to the next point uh, i would add you know james one talks about the progression of sin in the life of a christian and mm-hmm. um, if we if we continue to fall into sin and if we continue to allow sin to captivate our hearts then it'll be difficult for us to accept the forgiveness of God. But if we confess our sins and we turn from our sins and we believe that God has forgiven us, then it'll be easier for us to forgive ourselves. I keep 
coming back to this thought in my mind that if we don't forgive ourselves, it shows more of a lack of trust in God than it does ourselves. Any final thoughts, Isaiah? Uh, well, I mean, I think I think we've obviously we haven't said it all because you know to talk or to talk fully about the love of God and the forgiveness of God and how that applies to us. Well, we would be here all night. Amen. But you know, I, I think it does go back to you know, yes, we do need to hold ourselves to a higher calling, a higher standard than those around us. But at the same point in time, we need to recognize the fact that it's ultimately God's grace that saves us and not anything that we do. Yes, there are things that we are called to do. We have actions that we are supposed to do. We have works of the faith that we need to do as Christians. But those things would be pointless if God's grace had not happened first. And like Brother Jeff was saying, you know, when we're trying to work our way into heaven, at that point, we're trying to put the burden on ourselves. We're trying to take the power away from God and say that it belongs to us. It does not belong to us. We are weak and, you know, we have really no concept of what's happening. God is almighty. God is all knowing. It reminds me of Proverbs 3, uh, 5 through 6, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think sometimes we throw around that verse very loosely and uh, and I think the purpose of that verse is to help us understand that, number one, our heart's deceitful and we don't need to lean on our hearts um, for any guidance or whatsoever. We need to put our full faith and our full trust in God, because at the end of the verse, it says he will make our path straight or he will direct our path. And so I think that's definitely important with the subject we're talking about now. If it like Brother Jeff was saying, if. Uh, it shows more of a lack of trust in God whenever we don't forgive ourselves because we don't trust in his abilities. And so it, it goes back to our, our, our evaluation of ourselves. We have to do our own mental evaluation and think, okay, do I have full faith in God or am I only trusting in him whenever I want to? And if so, how can I go about changing that? How can I go about putting my full faith full trust in God was it what is it going to require of me in order to give it all to God and let him take the wheel well one of the things I think Walker and you're exactly right and Isaiah what you said is exactly right but one of the ways think about somebody who's struggling with that right now somebody who's struggling to forgive themselves somebody who has done something they in their mind is really bad and they can't forgive themselves so how do you how do you get to that point where you trust God more well one way courses through the study of the word through encouragement from other christians and then the biggest of course is through prayer and so we have to ask god to help us to grow in our trust uh, toward him we have to ask him to help us uh, let go of, of of trying to figure this all out for ourselves and trust him more like you mentioned proverbs passage we have to quit leaning on, on what our understanding is and lean more on him and so the more we ask him and the more we study and the more encouragement we receive from our brothers and sisters, the, e- the easier it will be for us to put our full trust in him and believe that he can forgive us. And when we get to that point, we'll be able to forgive ourselves the way that we should. Amen. Prayer is such a powerful thing. Yes. And we forget that sometimes. 
we forget how powerful prayer is. And well, when we think about what prayer is, it is a direct line of communication with the God of the universe. There's nothing more powerful than that. Uh, you know, I, I heard a sermon recently about this idea, about being willing to forgive other people. And something that was mentioned in that lesson is that we have to pray for those who hurt us. We have to pray for those who are persecuting us. And of course, that idea comes from the Sermon on the Mount in chapter uh, Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 43. Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you. And here's the important part for us. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Jesus says, if someone's doing something to you that hurts, someone's doing something to you that, you know, they're, they're spitefully using you or persecuting you. What are you supposed to do for them? Pray for them. And additionally, like you were talking about, pray for yourself. Pray that you have the strength to do what is right when you are being hurt, that you have the wisdom to recognize when you are the one who needs forgiveness in your own life. And, and pray that you are able to forgive yourself uh, and be able to work past the temptations that you're struggling with. And Isaiah, I would add to that, and that's that's a wonderful thought, that not only should we pray for ourselves, but we should ask for other uh, children of God to pray for us as well. If, if, you know, we're not supposed to bear burdens like guilt and bitterness and all on our own, but we're supposed to not only cast our cares on Him because He cares for us, but we're also to allow other Christians to help bear those kind of burdens. And so a wise person will ask other Christians to pray for them when they're having struggles with uh, whether it's trusting God or forgiving themselves or forgiving others or, or whatever it is. I often say, Brother Jenkins, that we would not be able to make it on our own as a Christian. If we did not have our brothers and sisters in Christ around us, we would not be able to make it as a Christian. There would just be too many things in this life that would make it impossible to continue on. But because of that foundation that we have, that, that wall that we can lean upon when we need rest, that we have in our brothers and sisters in Christ, we are able to do so much more than we could if we were by ourselves. You know, James, at the end of his epistle, sorry to cut you off there, brother. Uh, James, at the end of his epistle, you know, he's talking about the power of prayer. You know, he says, if it, is anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders and have them pray for him. And then later uh, he says, you know, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And that's James chapter 5, verses 14 and 16 there. So why does James and why is God through James telling us to pray and asking other people to pray for us? Well, there's strength in numbers, yes. right? And when we have so when we have more people praying, we have more people asking God to help us. And additionally, we have more people who are aware of the issue and they are now willing to help us. And that's why we have our brothers and sisters is so they can help us and we can help them as we all strive to get to heaven.
yes, we need one another, and we need to we need to lean on one another. We need to uh, encourage one another. We need to pray for one another, and we need to ask other Christians to pray for us when we're struggling. Most definitely. Uh, you know, we've brought up a lot on the podcast about this idea of accountability partner or finding you uh, a group of friends um, to to come and talk to about things and different things like that. And I think that's vitally important whenever we're talking about what we're talking about now. Find you a group of friends that you can pray together with. Find you a group of friends that you can talk things out with. Find you a group of friends that you can take your struggles to. Um, find you a group of friends that will help you. Uh, not only uh, get to know one another better, but also draw closer to God, stronger together. I think one of the greatest examples of this is um, Isaiah and I at, at Fried Hardeman, we have a um, prayer group with our social club. And every Thursday night, we're able to come together about 40 to 50 guys. And we are the most open and most vulnerable in that room. Um, and it, it's it's moving to watch guys open up and to express what they're dealing with express what they're going through and then being able to pray about it right then and there and we say i don't know how many prayers a night but that night but it's it's a bunch and it's just so moving to see how powerful prayer is and then to hear week to week the progress of those prayers and so whenever people say that uh prayer doesn't work or it's not working for me i I, it's hard for me to believe that whenever i see god working in all different ways uh, whether it's through forgiveness or whether it's through whatever pathway he's working through, God's working and he's working hard. And although we may not see it right now, we should de- we'll definitely see it later on down the road in the future. Um, Amen, Walker. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump on that tangent real quick here for a second. Uh, Got to have Isaiah's tangent here every week. That's that's you know just tradition now at this point. Uh, like you, like you mentioned, I'm also a part of that prayer group. I haven't been able to go as much as I would have liked to, and I'm planning on making sure that I'm there more often next semester when we come back for the fall. But, you know, I've been going to that prayer group and, and a couple others around campus, and you know, uh, people on the show have heard me talk about it a few times, but at the beginning of last semester, coming into spring semester, I was hurting I was confused because of what someone else had done to me Uh situation where I'm not going to give the details on air, but you know, just a situation where I thought I could trust someone and I ended up not being able to, and it broke me to be completely honest. And so I was struggling with that and, and had it not been for, you know, those prayer groups and, and you Walker and, and other people who took the time to make sure that I was okay. I, I, may still have been there because it was a, a difficult situation where I was struggling to be able to forgive that person for what that person had done. Um, and, and something that had struck me a few weeks ago, something that, you know, I hadn't really looked at was that one of the things that I was struggling with the most during that time when I was trying to forgive this person was I was also struggling with doubt about God, whether or not he cared about me. Because I felt like what you were saying, Walker, I felt like my prayer wasn't doing anything. You know, I felt like I was praying the same thing over and over and over again, and nothing was happening. I was not receiving any comfort. I was not healing. I felt discouraged. I felt alone. I felt scared. I felt like God wasn't listening. But looking back on it, I was wanting God to to fix my problems immediately. 
I wanted him to be able to heal my wounds immediately. And that's not how this works, right? God isn't just going to miraculously take away what's bothering you because he doesn't work like that anymore. He may have in the Old Testament and, and some in the New, but he doesn't just take away our problems. But what I didn't realize during that time was that God was providing all the comfort and encouragement and and fellowship that I needed at that time. I just wasn't seeing it because I was asking for the wrong thing. I was looking at God for the wrong things. I wanted my pain to be gone immediately, but that kind of pain, that kind of damage takes time to recover from. And that's the natural process. And now some people might say that, you know, my prayers were were wasted effort and that I just needed time to be able to heal and that God did nothing during that time. But I disagree because I look back on all those times where I was able to open up to another group of Christians, even if it was just one or two of them. And then, you know, I would I would say what was bothering me and, and right then and there, they would provide comfort and encouragement for me. And I would feel so much better after I prayed or after we prayed. And that's because the burden had been lifted off of my shoulders. I was no longer the one in control of the problem because I had given it over to God. And that's not an easy thing to do, to be able to let go of your problems and say, God, I need you to handle this because I can't. Because we don't like to not be in control. We have to be in control as people. That's just something that we need. We have to be in control. We have to follow the plan that we want to follow. When in reality, like we said, we need to trust in God so that he will make our path straight. You know, one of the verses that that we look at for this idea of, of giving our burdens to God is found in Matthew chapter 11. At the end of Matthew chapter 11, Jesus tells his followers then and his followers now, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. For those at home, if you are struggling with uh, with anything, whether it be forgiving someone for what they've done for, to you, or being able to forgive yourself, take your burdens to God. Give your burdens to God, because he cares for you. He wants to hear from you. He wants to be able to help you but you have to be willing to ask. You have to be willing to admit that you need help, that you are struggling. And we get scared to do that. We get scared to be honest. We get scared to be vulnerable to other people, to ourselves, to God. But we don't need to be scared because if the people that we're surrounding ourselves with are good Christian people who are trying to emulate God the best they can, they're not going to scream at us. They're not going to, you know, tell us that we're lost forever. They will be that source of comfort and strength and encouragement that we need at that time. And that's why we have our church family. That's why we have God's family. Because we can't do this alone. That, that's that's my tangent for the week. Uh, 
take your burdens to God. That's just to sum up what I, all I had to say, <laughs> take, take your burdens to God because he can take your burdens from you. He cares for you and he wants to help you. When you take your burdens to God, you, that's whenever you've forgiven yourself. I think, I, I think that's whenever you, you can say that, all right, I've taken it to God that I, it's off my plate now. And I can set myself free from that. Any final thoughts? It's been a joy to be with you guys tonight. I appreciate the discussion and thankful that uh, you invited me to be a part of it. And thank you for what you guys are doing. You're blessing a lot of people, and we appreciate that very much. Hey, we appreciate you, brother. Uh, we know your schedule is busier than ours. Um, and so you being able to take time out of your busy schedule to come and be with us means the world to us. And uh, being able to... Um, yeah, being able to discuss this topic with you has um, been a great benefit to not only me, but I'm sure Isaiah has benefited from it as well. And uh, we want to make sure that y'all know that we're here for you. If you ever need anything um, that to the listeners, um, feel free to reach out to us. As we mentioned before, our social media pages, you can also find our website linked in the description. And we would love to help you in any way that we can. Isaiah, any final thoughts before we ended in prayer? Uh, you know, just echoing what you said, Walker. Uh, a big thank you to Brother Jenkins for, for being able to come and talk with us today. And a big thank you to you, the audience, for, for listening to this episode all the way through. Again, we apologize for any technical issues that may have happened. Uh, we're, we're, we're still trying to get some, some helpful content out to you guys, even though uh, currently we're on summer break. So again, we, we apologize if anything like that happened. But again, big thank you to to Brother Jeff, big thank you to, to you, the audience. And as Walker mentioned, if there's anything that you guys are struggling with and you don't feel like you have anyone else to turn to, we are here. We would love to be able to sit with you and, and help you in any way that we can. Uh, like Walker mentioned, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram or our website. We also have a phone number. We're, able, we're easily contacted is the point. And you can reach out to us or... Uh, you know, reach out to someone else that you can trust to give you godly advice. Um, if you have any questions about this episode or another episode or anything at all, again, please feel free to contact us. We love you. God loves you. Uh, and Walker, go ahead and close us out in prayer, please, brother. Father, we love you and we thank you for this time together. We thank you for this ability to come to you in this avenue of prayer. We thank you for uh, the opportunity that we have to talk about your word even though we may be three states apart uh, in three different states, we, we are thankful for the Internet. We're thankful for the opportunity to have uh, Brother Jeff to come and talk about this idea of forgiveness with us. And we oftentimes find it so hard to not only forgive others, but also forgive ourselves. And we tend to hold ourselves to such a standard to where we feel like we are unforgivable. But we, we can be forgiven if we give our burdens to you, if we let you take control of the situation and we let you uh, and we give our we give our cares and troubles to you. We know that you will handle it because you are an all all knowing, all powerful, and all loving God, who loves us so much that He gave His Son to be that only uh, perfect sacrifice for the sins of uh, me and everyone else. And we are thankful for that, and we are so eternally grateful. 
Um, and we pray that as we continue on in our Christian walk, we can strive to uh, find a better prayer life, to uh, focus on uh, you, Lord, better and um, strive to forgive ourselves and forgive others. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen.